Welcome to the 3v3 Podcast, your socially distanced hockey chat show. Here are your hosts, Cassie, Pat, and Patrick. I mean, there hasn't been a ton of NHL news in the past few weeks. I'm a bit relieved by that, given it was a U.S. holiday this past Thursday, and there's nothing going on. But Elliot Freeman happened to mention how, how involved the NHL is is when organizations have to fill, let's say, general managers' positions. So that prompted this question for me last week. Colin Campbell has to go as VP of League Hockey Ops because I I root a lot of the league's problems to that man in particular. So who should be his replacement? Well, you know, I think since he's now looking for a job, maybe Mark Bergevin. Excuse me, I need to go relieve myself after you just said that. Yeah. <laughs> no, think about it. He's perfect because because he's a former player. He uh, he's got front office like experience. He uh, um, has demonstrated a continued uselessness in those positions. Yeah, exactly. He's completely inconsistent about what he does in those positions. And inconsiderate you know? in those positions. And and uh, he would be the perfect replacement for Colin Campbell. He would be Colin Campbell two point oh. Except for with more flair, more muscle. I was going to say, style. much better dressed. Much. Yeah. And as soon as he gets a proper haircut, which I think he'll have time to do now, he much, much better on camera. And maybe he could actually speak to the public every once in a while. Mm-hmm. And God, let's hope he knows how to use email. Mm-hmm. I mean, not reply all. Fax <laughs> machines. Calling someone well, dirtbag. Let's see if he has any tact. Oh, we already know he doesn't. He was GM in Montreal. <laughs> there you go. He can, just, hide it. he can hide it in French. I'll just. Re- <laughs> Not only is he stupid, he's stupid in two languages. Um, yeah. I went with uh, Cassie Campbell. Damn it, Patrick. Mwah. Ha 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 I want her as GM of Montreal. Let's flip it. See, I was wondering, what's, what's Carolyn Olette doing these days? What's Julie Chu doing this these days? Can they can they co-manage something? Mm-hmm. Maybe I believe they live in Quebec. Maybe they should um, work in hockey ops. I mean, we have a friend, uh, one that's naturally uh, French speaking, and one that's English speaking. So only one of them answers questions from whichever side of the press. <laughs> Whatever language the question's asked in, as long as it's French or English, that person speaks or answers it in French or English. Yeah, yeah. Um, But along those same lines, going back to the league's uh, hockey operations VP, I mean, she's a doctor. Give me Haley Wickenheiser. She's too cerebral. 
Gary Bettman would like, she'd butt heads with Gary Bettman and, and Bettman would like fire her pretty quick. And that is exactly the problem. Make her, make her because, commissioner. Let's make her commissioner instead. I mean, I'm not, I'm not opposed, but someone needs to tell Gary no. Or let me rephrase. Someone needs to tell the owners no. You know, the eight that pretty much dictate business as usual day to day. So the only other name I thought of, and I don't know how this works, but Connor McDavid. <laughs> and I'm being sincere. I want an I want unlike what you know NBC used to do with their broadcasts, I want recently retired players when his time is up. I want him in that position. Like similar to what Shanahan was when he was in charge of player safety. Before he got his hand slapped? Before he did something good and was, um, yeah, had his hand slapped. Mm -hmm. But take someone recently retired who needs to see things from a different angle, but put a, oh, I don't know, a young man's eyes on a situation. Because honestly... I, I feel like the position, 90% of the work is kind of laid out in a schedule for you, and you just have to dictate a few changes here and there on a season-by-season basis. I, I would like to see this become the new Department of Player Safety head position where someone new comes in that, that wants to get some managerial experience. So let's say a Jason Spezza type because it's all about Toronto. Mm. But he actually seems to have the acumen or the personality type that, that could fill the role and a desire to do it. But I'd love to see a superstar. Just take the reins for, you know, let's say two to three years. See, the problem, though, with, with like putting star players into those kinds of roles is you get Wayne Gretzky, right? Well, so, I think that's one of Gretzky's biggest flaws is when when did he join the Coyotes organization in what capacity? He didn't have to work his way up any ladder. He was just, oh, I'm an owner now because people owe me money. Or I'm the coach now because no one can say no to me. You know, he hasn't right. done what certain individual players have done post-career and work their way up the chain and actually get the, you know, player development experience leads to AGM experience leads to GM experience or work the coaching ladder either through junior or minors. I mean, and that's, that's a problem certainly that the, they get fast tracked. Right. But the other problem too, is that Could someone like Connor McDavid explain what he does to somebody who is like a fourth liner and trying to teach them what he does? Probably not, because most of what he does is just instinctive, right? And so the problem with putting star players into roles that have to make 
you know, decisions about what other players are going through or, or whatever is that they don't have, unless they're already a naturally empathetic person, they can't relate. You know, and that's why Gretzky wasn't a great coach is because he couldn't relate to, you know, the people who weren't star players because they couldn't do things instinctively. They had to be taught. And he probably wasn't a great teacher because he just always did things instinctively. He couldn't explain what he did. He could show it, but it's not quite the same. And, you know, some people need the added by explanation and X's and O's and, and all of that. And, and so star players don't have that kind of, usually there are exceptions of course, but they usually don't have that kind of um, background. You know, they can't think like that. It's, this is why like star players don't necessarily make the best captains because they can't relate to other guys because they're not one, they're treated differently. And two, they again, you know, can't relate to a third liner or a fourth liners experience because they just do everything instinctively. And so maybe they're not as empathetic or, you know, have as much emotional intelligence to like be able to relate to them. So that's my only quibble with all of that is that you put a guy in there who can't explain what he does or teach what he does to other people to like try to determine what what is right and wrong for all players i, I just i don't i don't and see that, that working out terribly well and that's why being the guy above that dealing with schedules referees higher level things than you know, slapping players on the hands and and finding them the maximal allowable based on the CBA. Um, no, he, he's a he's a step away from that. So he's not talking with the everyday quote unquote every person player that he can't relate with. So I don't know. I I would just love to see a player of his ilk take that position to actually influence some change or I don't want to say Jonathan Taves because his, he's probably going to have to do some career rehab in his next um, uh, destination, which will probably be coming in the next 12 months, give or take, but getting a player of high regard and getting them into a position within the league to dictate some things and that doesn't deal directly with the players day to day, I think would benefit the game. So did anything else happen today? Yeah, nope, I think we're all good here. What do you think, Patrick? Yeah, you know, nothing else as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, are we just still mad at um, Dallas and was it Klingberg or Heiskanen who shut out McDavid a couple games ago and broke the chance at a 52-game point streak to start the season? Because that's all I've seen or thought about the past few days. Uh-huh. Oh my goodness! 
Yes. Um, I'm mad also at um, Vegas last night for doing it too. Or did he get a point? He didn't get a point. I don't think. No, I don't think. Did either? Uh, last last night was just a weird night on the schedule because of the weird, unusual start times and. Well, the day after the day after Thanksgiving. All kind of stuff, yes. So Vancouver's a mess. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> All kinds of places are a mess right now. <laughs> and it just makes me wonder... I can't wait for them to be. I can't wait for Vancouver fans to feel the relief that Montreal fans have been relieved of. Are they feeling relief, or is this their moment to catch their breath before they have to hold it and the next general manager is actually hired? I think I think it's not just holding their breath. I think it's also they are um, they're they're girding their loins to be outraged for the next tire. I haven't heard the term girding their loins for quite some time. <laughs> it just seemed appropriate, you know. Uh yeah. Somebody's girding something, and I don't know if it's their loins. They, well, may, they be may be foist upon their own petard, though. I'm going to say both both those things may happen again on Monday because the owner is going to speak publicly, and that is always an interesting proposition for certain owners and certain fan bases. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, most of the time I'm like, why is the owner talking? Because, you know, is it just emotional support? But in this case, I understand it's it's because, you know, he just fired everybody. <laughs> so <laughs> there's no one left to talk. <laughs> and, and correct me if I'm wrong, including their one of their head PR people, which can always be a tricky situation. Letting the owner talk without someone in PR. <laughs> Ho- hopefully he has some communications people from one of his other businesses, you know, the, the, <clears throat> the big one that sells the thing that all the fans might need. Mm-hmm. Um, just give him some good talking points. Mm-hmm. No, I'm sure he hasn't. No, sure it's, I, oh, it's hockey. It's not. It's not like regular business. Like, uh-huh. Yes, the decision making process can be the same, but the businesses are completely different. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of those things that we can say ad nauseum over and over again. <sighs> yeah, yeah. I mean, at least. They have one name for one position, but they don't have any names for any other positions. So this is the weird thing with this situation is that they've they've cleaned house, right? They've just gotten rid yeah. of all the all the managerial types. 
and um, and so and they haven't so far as I know at least as of 425 Eastern on uh, November 28th uh, named any interim people so you know basically everybody who is secondary in their those departments or groups are just the default I would assume but um, but yeah it's like they only have one name for one person for one position that they're hiring and that's Jeff Gordon for uh, hockey ops so <laughs> after that it's like oh you know and these heads of departments whatever <laughs> Yeah, I need a GM. It's fine. Yeah, he's he's an executive VP of hockey ops. So are, are we to believe that this person is above will be above the French speaking general manager? Or works alongside and he's actually doing the day-to-day -day work. I mean, at this point, nothing is even official. So because there are some people I've I mean the the reputable sources that I follow on Twitter are all like, oh, yeah, he's totally going to be hired. But there are still well, a couple of dissenters going, well, maybe he is, maybe he isn't. I mean, so. the Canadians have officially announced his hiring and given him his title. Oh, have they? Yes. That. But it still leaves the question, how does their organizational flowchart work? When you don't have anyone else there and you, before you announce the hiring, and let me read this. Um, <clears throat> from 3.09 p.m. Eastern Standard Time from the Montreal Canadiens, a process to recruit as soon as possible the team's next general manager is underway. While the general manager will bring significant hockey experience to the organization, <clears throat> translation is an old white guy that, you know, it's one of 200. Mm -hmm. And an additional criterion of that person's role will be to communicate with fans in both French and English. To ensure the continuity of the day-to-day -day hockey operations during this process, Mr. Molson has retained the services of Jeff Gordon, who will serve as Executive Vice President, comma, Hockey Operations. Executive Vice President Hockey Operations. So who's the president of Hockey Ops? Was that one of the people that was is that, hired? Is that going to be the GM? <laughs> Not always. Sometimes it's two different people. Sometimes it's it two is. two different people. And this, uh, I would tender to guess that the, um, the Molson family business is doing okay. Mm-hmm. And that they're not severely impacted by the last oh, two years. And I think they can afford to pay two different salaries, especially since uh, they've got a lot of people coming off the books. Mm -hmm. I still have a feeling they'll just hire one person. Well, okay, so so the problem with that, of course, is French and English speaking, that, that key phrase right there. Mm -hmm. And... <clears throat> You know, there are only so many qualified hockey men out of those 200 that um, have general managing experience who can speak both English and French fluently. Uh, and so, and not all of those are available to be hired. Claude Julian, 
<laughs> I mean, it's basically it at this point, right? So, um, <clears throat> so this is, and I and I understand that there are, you know, cultural considerations to be, you know, um, taken into consideration, but at the same time, you're limiting your uh, pool of applicants. And, um, and of course, it's completely unreasonable to expect, and I say unreasonable with an eye roll, uh, <laughs> to expect that they will hire a woman who, can, who is qualified, who can speak both French and English. Um, but yeah, so um, basically they, they had their pool of all available applicants and now they've narrowed it down to pretty much like, you know, probably less than 10 <laughs> that may or may not apply for this position. Right. <laughs> and how many of these, and how many of those are currently working with an organization that will allow them to change teams a quarter of the way through the season? Right. You know, off season teams out of the playoffs you have to prepare your offseason plans get ready for free agency yes that that's a perfect exit time so a firing in for a mutual agreement to separate which i don't know why we treat a contract ex, you know expiring as a firing when we don't do the same with players anywho um like I've heard two names, two of which I, I, I haven't even recognized, but one is Martin Madden in Anaheim. And golly, would you look at that? He's an assistant general manager with the Ducks, and don't they have an opening of their own? Hmm. I'll be curious to see if, if he even was a serious candidate for the Anaheim job, or, or let's say he becomes a – a candidate of interest for Montreal. Wouldn't the Ducks want to wait around and hire their own GM before letting someone walk? So I, it seems like Jeff Gorton for the Canadians is, is a stopgap for the short term. But how long is that guy going to stick around if he's not the quote unquote general manager? And they don't have a president of hockey ops working above him and talking to the press. I mean, you know, that's it's always it's always, <laughs> always never it's never a great uh, situation to be the guy who like ends up hiring your own boss. Because at that point you're looking around going, well, why didn't you just hire me for that position? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, which. Which, Building resentment from day one. Huh. And wouldn't you know it? Something like that just happened in Montreal as well. Hmm. Because good on Scott Mellenby for saying, I'm out. Before You're not hiring me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Before he got fired. <laughs> exactly. I was told I had this job, not that there would be interviews. Now you're telling me I don't have this job. Okay. Peace out. Well, he got he got the kiss of death being, you know, potentially recommended by his predecessor saying, you know, when when my time is up, this guy should get the job. And 
Ooh, that's almost like the vote of confidence. Mm-hmm. A GM gives a coach. Yep, and then like you're they're looking around, going, "Well, you've got about a calendar year left to go." <laughs> if that's you're lame ducking, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and then of course you know it's like Montreal as a team is struggling, right? So. You know, the coach is looking around going, well, I'm going to be fired here soon. Because what did what do new general managers do? They clean house and they bring in their own, quote unquote, their own guys, which, you know, nepotism. Thank you. And um, so, yeah, it's like this is this is this is the eye of the storm, basically. <laughs> Well, whomever this new, whoever is in charge of hiring the next Canadians coach, whether it's Gorton as the act, like he he's doing the GM's actual work, and then someone else is, you know, is, is the buffer between the front office and ownership, is the buffer between the French press and the organization, which I'm inclined to think that's going to be the the agreement, the uh, the organizational flowchart. Shouldn't they just hire Luke Richardson to be the coach and cut bait with Dom Ducharme? How dare you get rid of Captain Von Trapp like that? <laughs> I mean, honestly, he the lighting on the bench doesn't doesn't serve him well. He is much better up in a box with a little mood lighting, don't you think? Hmm. You're saying he should be in a studio? Is that what you're saying? Oh, perhaps. But I mean, does RDS even have any room for that? Uh, RDS will make room. They never. They they will never turn away a uh, hockey man who is French Canadian and who had some ties to the Montreal Canadiens. Yep. Mm. Mm. That's 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 like their catnip. Yep. It's sort of like Toronto sports. That's Toronto Sports Radio and former GMs and AGMs, am I right? Well, so long as they work for Toronto or one of the Toronto affiliates, which or, was the other 20 or, teams in the league at the time. I mean, Gord Stelic's right? Or they happen to have like been involved in the OHL. Which is one of Toronto affiliates, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, so uh, Jeff Molson's going to be flying without a net tomorrow, then, huh? I have a His feeling. Press conference. Well, considering how well the press was handled on the last two situations that Montreal put themselves in, I can't imagine he could do worse. <coughs> Very good <Okay>. point. <coughs> Okay. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I am, I will be, happily be proven wrong. Um, <laughs> Fine drama, likely. man. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, you know, hey, um, given, given the brilliant tact at which they have handled things lately, I, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. <clears throat> so yeah, the of course, of course, as these things 
often go. Patrick Waugh's name is being bandied about, but apparently he hasn't been spoken to yet about any of it. Um, my, somebody had actually tweeted that the other day when it looked like when Mellon B left. Um, oh, yeah, you know, well, we should be seeing Patrick Waugh as the next next uh, GM of Montreal. And, and my first thought was, yeah. And then my second thought was, oh, dear God, no, Broger, he's got front office experience and he's from Montreal. Could you just see the next Montreal jersey on the front? It just says, <laughs> ha- it just says Habs. No, it says Jersey, and it's in Montreal colors. <laughs> I mean, in fairness, if they hire the person who the uh, Metropolitan Riveters third, they could have pulled it off. Now, mm-hmm. if I if I may, you know, diverge slightly here, I am so disappointed in New Jersey. They missed an opportunity. It literally just needed to say "new" on the front. Oh, you're right. Because it would be a New Jersey. Well, I mean, you mean Broger missed that opportunity because Martin Broger apparently designed those. Yeah, we'll deal with that later. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but then it couldn't. I mean, when Dougie Hamilton wears it, it just says a jersey now. And it. It explains it to the hockey robots. It, it it's kind of brilliant in a terrible way. Uh, I do love. That's like half a po- hockey period. You can say that about half a hockey period. It's it's mm. kind of brilliant in a terrible way. I, I sorry. I will, no, I was gonna say. I just say. I was gonna say. I do kind of love that they leaned into a little bit and made the hat that just said hat on it. That sold out oh, instantly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now, see if they if they were really going to go go with the punnery there, they should have just like labeled everything: glove, helmet, socks. No, I I love that. <laughs> I love that PK came out with his stylized Adidas, you know, high top things, and then somebody said you missed an opportunity, and they just dropped shoe on it because <laughs> they were in the devil's colors and had his you know pumpernickel logo on there and. Yeah, <clears throat> I just I really think they missed they missed the boat by not just having new on the front of it. Oh, you're right. Because that would have confused the hell out of Canadians. New sweater? What? Well, I mean, it's a future reverse retro waiting to happen. This is true. When they do an outdoor game on the moon. With Chicago. In Chicago's black jersey, so no one can tell who's who. I would be okay with that. Hey, Chicago needs a new GM, don't they? There you go, Bergevin. Oh, go back to where it all started, huh? Yeah. Leave one scandal for another? Wait, no. No, literally the my work here is done, but you didn't do anything exactly. Poof, you know. I mean, it it could be worse. Um, Vancouver could make a move this week. Or better. <laughs> Not when you know a certain San Jose Sharks players put on waivers and 
to go to the miners. They immediately talk about bringing said player in. Because I'll tell you this, GM TJ Miller will not stand for that. Or JT Miller. Darn it. I, I used the wrong... I used... A, Basically, a hockey man in a different in a different industry's name instead of the the player who's worth a darn. <laughs> yeah, if the if the Canucks fans don't revolt over that, they don't start like you know flipping cars and and burning storefronts. I I will kind of be surprised. <laughs> they're they're being they're. They're not happy. They're not a happy, happy crowd of people right now. Yeah, and then bringing in uh, Kane, Evander Kane, uh, probably wouldn't make them very happy either. They live in Vancouver. They're not happy to begin with because they have to live in Vancouver, and nobody can really live in Vancouver. So when they say they're from Vancouver, you it's like have you're to from Langley, that. right? Yeah, <laughs> you're from Abbotsford. Quit lying, you know. As as I can hear from outside my home studio, as my wife uh, watches Love It or, or yeah, Love It or List It Two, it's always a good guessing game. What area are they actually in? That's not Vancouver. Yeah, White Rock, <laughs> Cranbrook. That, that that'd be a commute, Cranbrook. <laughs> it's not. It's never Surrey. No, it's never, sorry. Never. Oh, no. no. West Van. North Van. No one can afford to live there either. Broken down van on the side of the road. <laughs> or as we call Traffic. it, East or as we call it, East Van. Um, <clears throat> I mean, it, you know. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the Vancouver traffic that kills me, but I don't live there, so... Yeah, they need to they need to figure out a system that can take a bite out of the traffic problems they have. If only they had mass public transit. Oh wait. That'll give them something to chew on. Come on, mm -hmm. I'm laying them up. I'm laying them up. <laughs> so I'm wondering <laughs> which would have made the better all or nothing team for this season. Vancouver or Montreal? I said Montreal, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, you did, I think. You did. But if you could get ownership mic'd up, as oh, that, well as no. front office. <laughs> oh, I think, I think I might take the Aquilinis mm. over Molson in this situation. Molson, Molson would never allow it because then people know the real true formula of Molson is just take Labatt's and add water. <clears throat> so many Americans aren't going to get that. <laughs> just, you know, so that's why Labatt's is always up there in sales because it's just Molson buying it all and then diluting mm -hmm. it and then rebottling it. And then their triple X line is just slap a new label on the Labats. Yep, of course. But don't put it on ice. Nope. Oh, God, no. Mm -hmm. Sorry. I just found my badge from the NAM show in 2018. 18? Yeah, 18. Hmm. Okay. Where I was listed as a performer. <laughs> 
<laughs> so, I didn't have anything else. No, there's not a ton else going on other than certain teams are <laughs> certain teams are falling back in the pack. Um, Seattle is they're turning into a real 500 boy. As I'm gonna call them, they're gonna play 500 the rest of the way and somehow end up fourth in that division as everyone comes crashing down. And um, yeah, yeah. I just have to think today because the the Canadians beat Pittsburgh last night. I think they had this press release just sitting in their desk, waiting. Yeah, usually they don't go and do these sorts of things until after they've lost like three in a row or five in a row or something. But it's like, let the fans have a little sigh of relief. And now that the owner has given them hope. Is that what you call that? Hope? <laughs> For the delusional ones, yes. Okay, okay. You know, so the ones pretty that, much that's, all the Canadians fans. Yeah, the ones that still think... What's wrong? We were a Stanley Cup finalist last season. Like, not even Islanders fans are doing that. Like, <clears throat> in the final four, what's happening? No, we get it. We're not happy about it, but we get it. Do that to my poor Islanders. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. We're... we're... The Olympics are done. Oh, yeah. When when players are already come out and worried about being stuck in China for three weeks, should they garner a positive test at the wrong time? And probably at their own expense, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. You better hope they play on a Western Conference team because those flights, oh, boy. But even the Western Conference teams, it's still like a nasty flight. Oh, I know. But it's the difference between taking you out of commission for a full week, just as a human, versus two to three. So, uh, you know, they're not going, right? Yeah. No, I was just going to ask. It's a, is, because I, I don't remember, I wasn't paying that much a clo- that close attention to it because I just assumed from the start they weren't going to go. But um, <clears throat> they have the Olympic break scheduled. They had two schedules, right? They had one with the Olympic break and one without? Still do. Okay. And they, but... they have until January to decide which way they're going to go from then on out? They have a... I think they have a deadline going into February where they can pull out, but they face a financial penalty. That being so then, the NHL itself. Right. So but the January deadline is um, get out of jail free. So then has anything been said about what happens to the Olympic teams that we're counting on NHLers to, you know, like Canada? Um <laughs> They are setting up um, 
to the best of my knowledge, they are basically setting up a plan A and a plan B. Mm-hmm. And Claude Julian's name has been brought up as the plan B head coach. Which is why he is slated to coach the Spangler, Spangler Cup and one other tournament I may have heard about once as a footnote. Now, I want to know when they do the Venkman Cup. Yeah, I don't know. Or at least the State Puffed Cup. Um <clears throat> <laughs> So how many? So is Patrick Marlowe going to be the Canadian captain, or is it Eric Stahl? You just read my freaking mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, you just read my freaking mind. I mean, how many are? I haven't looked at the quote unquote our uh, UFA list that's currently out there. I just know Mark Jankowski's probably not playing in the Olympics now. I don't, oh yeah, well somebody signed him, right? Yeah, that yeah, that that was it. You have to wonder why. I mean, Devin Dubnik. Because Dubnit. they could. <laughs> is this why Tuka Rask is waiting so long to make up his mind? He's waiting until like he's waiting until after the Olympics so he can jump on a Stanley Cup contender so he can or a potential Stanley Cup contender so he can play like the last month of the season and ride out to uh, the playoffs. Okay. Okay. I mean, you know, he hasn't quote unquote officially retired, so as far as I know. Right. Well this is you know. Just saying. Mm-hmm. So they so then if I have this straight, so certain countries actually have two Olympic teams, one with their if the NHL goes and one if the NHL doesn't go. And yeah, that would those those would be like the US and Canada pretty much, because everybody else has got like most of their rosters figured out without NHLers. Well, because they've only got one or two. <laughs> right. Yeah. Basically, whomever is in the Spangler Cup will probably be the Olympic teams for said nations. Yeah, that would really suck to be on those. It's like, oh, yeah, you could go, but only if the NHL doesn't go. And the NHL is not going to decide to the last minute. So you can't make any decisions that, about what you're doing at all in February because everything's going to be dependent upon the NHL, and the NHL won't decide until the last minute. I mean, Brandon Peary should honestly be used to that in his career. Is he getting called up or isn't he? Mm-hmm. Is he going to clear waivers or isn't he? I mean, he's no Zach Boychuk, who, hey, there is an option for Canada. Oh, dear God. <laughs> I just know Brandon Peary is a UFA at the moment. Yeah, well, you know, if you're if you're a, a defender who is a UFA, you know, I'm sure that you could talk to, to a couple of NHL teams right now and get back in. <laughs> Vancouver, Seattle. 
No, we've hit the quarter mark lull, which usually hits around Christmas time, I feel like, on a quote-unquote normal, typical calendar. Yeah, and then nobody really gets back into really being interested in things until after all juniors. Or I'd I'd even say the all-star break. Which <laughs> it depends because, like, sometimes the all star break is like, I know for me, the all star break is that I just need a break and not do this for a while, <laughs> right? And I mean, it, need to take a month off of hockey and then I'll come back to it. <laughs> yeah, how, how very NHL the, the NHL is going to make Vegas seem boring and pedantic for an all star game, all star weekend. You. <laughs> yeah. They're already shifting hope tells off the strip for the players. You know, a bunch of these guys will be, you know, I think this will be a way to actually get Sidney Crosby to play in one of these things again. Um, even now, yeah, so that's good. Because, because they won't cancel their... Uh, their Olympic obligation until that weekend, I'm sure. Crosby won't go until unless it's for sure that they're not going to the Olympics. And then he'll like... Oh, I was going to say it's the other way around. It's, (laughs) oh, you want to go to the Olympics? Well, you have to leave from this charter from Vegas. Uh, Yeah. So you might as well come out. Yeah, that's right. That's right. They set Mm. him up with a charter. That's a good point. Where all league players are kind of leaving at one time together, uh-huh. keeping a bubble. Uh-huh. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Uh-huh. Yeah, so this is going to be fun or something. Oh, it'll be something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Usually is. It's the NHL we're talking about. All right. So, does anyone have a question? Figuring <laughs> <sighs> out here. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I felt like, unfortunately, I used half my questions just in keep the conversation going. They weren't they weren't strong episode enders. <sighs> hmm. <laughs> so we're all sitting here spacing off, staring blankly at the wall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is what this silly game has done to us. Mm-hmm. Honestly. It's abusive. It's an abusive situation, man. Mm-hmm. All right, I'll throw one at you since we brought up Tuka Rask and, you know, potentially winning a cup. If you're one of a number of teams who may be looking to get a new goalie that is not Arizona or Buffalo, 
who's the goalie you're gonna go for first? Marc-Andre Fleury or Tuka Rask? This has been the 3v3 Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at 3v3podcast. We're available for NHL consulting at reasonable fees.